It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now, when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Suddenly this man was innocent, and all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle when they saw what had taken place, he turned home beating their breasts, and all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. It is nearing the 2000 year anniversary of this world changing event when Jesus Christ died on the cross. That moment that radically changed the course of human history forever. And the Roman Empire was going to be taken over, not at the end of a sword, but rather by the lives of Jesus' followers. This great pagan empire which once dominated and ruled the entire ancient world was going to be brought to its knees in little under 300 years when the Roman Emperor Constantine was converted to Christianity. And this Gospel begins to be good news here in the moment when Jesus died on the cross. Have you ever noticed that Christians call this day Good Friday? And it's a bit of a bizarre name to call a day when our uh, the, the object of Christian faith, uh, Jesus himself, dies on the cross. Why would we call that Good Friday? Why did he have to die? Why did Jesus have to go to the cross and die on behalf of his followers? In order to understand this, we actually have to go all the way back to the beginning. Genesis 1.1 In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God, at the beginning of all time, when he created all things and he looked at them, he saw everything he had made and behold, it was very good. But this isn't what we see around us, is it? We look around in the world and we see that things aren't good. We're in the middle of this uh, lockdown with no end in sight, this quarantine that we're in. We see turmoil and chaos all around the world, oppression and evil and injustice. And we look around and we can see, man, this isn't good. This world isn't good. So what happened? What happened from the beginning until now? We are part of God's good creation. In Genesis 1.27, it says this, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We are carrying God's very image. We are his creation. We bear his likeness. We are like him, in a sense. And because we are made to be like God, we have these amazing capacities as human beings. But something happens. In the, in the book of Genesis, we have the tale of the first two human beings, Adam and Eve, and God put them in a garden and he said, everything I have is yours, except for this one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The reason that there was this one tree that they couldn't eat was because it represented a choice. They could have everything that they could want in God's kingdom. They could have everything they could lay their hearts and eyes on, but for one thing, 
it was this one tree and it represented a choice. Would they obey and follow God or would they disobey him and try to become their own gods? And sadly, if you know the tale, you know what their choice was. They decided to become their own gods. And rather than live in the blessings of God, they became their own gods. And by choosing to become their own gods, they disobeyed him and they were barred from God's blessings. In that moment, this concept that Christians call sin enters the world. Darkness came into the hearts of human beings. And right from the beginning, the whole race, the whole human race ends up descending further and further into evil. Things went from bad to worse. Murder became commonplace. Oppression entered in. All because we decided in that moment that we wanted to be our own gods, that we wanted to call the shots. And therefore sin came in. And we live in this world. And the good that God had created and the image of God that was within us was tarnished forever. God is the wellspring of life. By His power, everything in this world is held together. But when we decided to become our own gods, we were disconnected from God. We were disconnected from that life. And because of that, we die. Our bodies will one day become frail. We will one day get sick. We are all on a timer. Death comes to every single person. And the crazy thing is, is we all deserve it. We all deserve to die. God owes us nothing. We turned our back on him. And if he is the source of life, he does not have to give it to us. He does not have to extend it. He does not have to give us anything more. In fact, we are deserving of death. The Bible describes God as a holy God. It describes God as completely set apart. That's what that word holy means. It means that he's completely different from us. Isaiah 55, 9 says this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is so much different than we are. He is so much higher than we are. He created everything, the galaxies, the stars, the vastness of the universe. Whatever being created these things has to be so much bigger, so much higher than we are. We're just tiny little beings on this tiny little planet in this vast universe. Psalm 119 verse 137 says this, Righteous are you, Lord. And right are your rules. The Bible describes God as a perfect judge. He can't let us off the hook. Because if God lets us off the hook, he will no longer be a just judge. If he lets us off the hook, he actually ends up being unjust. He ends up being, well, he basically ceases to be God. And if he overlooked our sins... If he overlooked everything that we have done, he would actually be an unjust judge. If that is the case, then we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a terrible position. He is not deserving of the death and the wrath and the judgment of God, and yet he takes that upon himself in order that God can forgive us and let us walk free. He can't just sweep all our sins under the rug. We can't just hope it's all going to go away. God in his righteousness has to do something about it. God had to do something and he has to do something drastic. 
We were deserving of death. And Jesus took the death we deserved. And he took it in himself. We were deserving of judgment, but Jesus took that judgment and he bore it himself. How can that work? Well, Jesus was perfect. Throughout his entire life, he never committed a single sin. He lived constantly in the will of God. He never disobeyed God. He never chose his own path, but he lived perfectly in the will of the Father. He was the only person in the world that didn't deserve to die. He was the only person who didn't deserve the judgment of God. And yet, it's because of his great love for us that he exchanged places and he swapped places basically with us and bore the punishment so that we could go free. He died so that we can live after death. It was at that moment when Jesus says in in the Gospel of Luke, Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. It was that very moment when our salvation was won. Jesus wasn't killed, but he laid his life down. He gave up his spirit to the Father. And in that moment, he gave his life as a ransom for many. Everyone who witnessed this spectacle on the cross on Good Friday knew that something big had happened. The centurion that had put Jesus to death, he looked at Jesus and he said, surely this man was innocent. In the other gospel accounts, he says, surely this was the son of God. The people that were in the crowd saw this event, saw that darkness had descended, saw that uh, a great earthquake had shaked the the whole area and they walked away, the text says, beating their breasts. And this was a sign of sadness and guilt. All Jesus's acquaintances were looking from far off and they saw these events as well. Big earth shattering events, quite literally. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The promise to all people is this, That because Jesus died, if we believe in him and trust in him, we can have eternal life. By trusting in him, we trust in that work that he's done. He swaps places with us. He takes the death and judgment we deserve. We take the freedom that he earned by his perfect life. And so if you turn from your life of sin and you put your hope and salvation in Jesus, the promise that everyone has is eternal life. The promise we have is life in abundance. And though we will die in this world, yet shall we live. And on Good Friday, this message was born. The message of the gospel. The message that brought the Roman Empire to its knees. The message that conquered all of Western Europe. The message that to this day goes all around the world. And is flourishing through Latin America and Africa and Asia. This message of Jesus is good news. It is a gospel message. Gospel meaning good news. And to this day, God is still saving people. He's still snatching people from the fire. And Christians bear this message across the world and they bring this good news of eternal life. And on this day, we remember that once we were dead in our sins, but because of Jesus' work on the cross, we are made alive.